The Donald Trump charges in New York are a nothing burger, barring that phrase straight from the left for the irony. We can see when Hillary Clinton was found guilty in the DNC of using campaign finances to put a fake steel dossier about Donald Trump, all she was done is fined. Donald Trump, nope, they're going to look for prison time. And let's not forget the source of all that. Plus, I got a story here that puts me on the alert regarding whether or not we may be very close to ending male fertility. You're not going to want to miss that. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. America Emboldened. Greg, I feel emboldened. You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they do. You don't know what they sacrifice. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, Bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened. I am your host, Greg Bolden, here on the America Out Loud Network. So glad that you're here. As always, go to www.americaoutloud.com where you can check out hundreds of different articles, plenty of podcasts, as well as America Out Loud talk radio that you can download on your favorite Android or iPhone device. As always, we're on every single podcast network bringing you America Emboldened worldwide. And you can also go to my personal website, americaemboldened.com, to get a little bit more personal content or you have the Twitter page at Real Greg Bolden or the YouTube page. It's just basically America emboldened everywhere. Come find me. Let's have some fun. Let's get straight into it today. Donald Trump, by the time you listen to this, has either already been indicted or will be indicted. That's where everything's leaning. In fact, on Monday, they started bringing in uh, fencing in order to kind of put a perimeter around the courthouse in Manhattan. So they're expecting that this thing's going to happen soon. Over the weekend, the Secret Service also met with the police up in New York to come up with the plan of how they're going to handle this entire thing. And so this is a huge miscalculation by the courts, a huge miscalculation by the left that is celebrating this. This is not something to be celebrated whatsoever. There's so many holes In this entire uh, story, in fact, this case went cold at one point in time. It heated up after Michael Cohen's testimony, and I'm going to try to establish for listeners today why Michael Cohen's testimony may not be the uh, most convincing uh, that you want to listen to. This is a man that we have to remember was sentenced to jail because of his uh, misappropriation of funding with Donald Trump. Uh, And he had the plead eventually guilty. He was tried and he was known as Trump's fixer. But in all of that, as he went for his uh, three years in federal prison and paid $50,000 for tax evasion and campaign finance violations, I want to remind people, Trump did not go to jail for the campaign finance violations. So what are these charges with Stormy Daniels and Michael Cohen paying alleging that Donald Trump did? And can you trust somebody who already has been sentenced for having campaign finance violations? Does he have an axe the grind against Donald Trump? What will Donald Trump's side of the story be in regards to all of this? 
Well, here's the first part of why this is a gross miscalculation. First, Donald Trump is going to find a way to turn this into a story that wins for him. I promise every single American here, Donald Trump will not let this opportunity go without trying to raise money on the funds of this or uh, being able to say, look at me, I've been persecuted once again. So let's get straight to it. What will Trump finally be arrested for? Because this is when I say finally, I'm saying the left has been telling me that this is coming for a very long time. And I've been saying, well, maybe it will come, but it's not going to mean what much when it does. And here we are. And I think that's exactly the case. According to Stormy Daniels, who was an adult film actress, she had an affair with Donald Trump. Now, the last time I checked, you know, people that have affairs, uh, they probably don't want their wives to find out about it. And so they're saying that Donald Trump paid Stormy Daniels hush money about the affair. But that assumption alone seems a bit uh, sketchy, because if we look at the overall story here, it is also quite possible that Stormy Daniels was extorting money from Donald Trump. So they're going to have to be able to prove that there was some type of relationship here uh, with Donald Trump uh, meeting up with Stormy. That's the first part. Now, in many states, it's completely legal to settle for hush money to make sure that people just shut up and stop talking about something. Whether you were guilty of something or not guilty, the point of the matter is you pay this type of money to keep it out of courts because you really don't feel it's worth your time. And so simply because Donald Trump wanted to pay Stormy Daniels is also not an admission of his guilt or infidelity with his wife. Now, I'm not stating that Donald Trump didn't sleep with Stormy Daniels. I'm not saying that he hasn't been uh, someone who's not been uh, necessarily a uh, monogamous individual with his wife. What I am saying is this. It's going to be a lot for them to be able to prove. Now, with this money, he allegedly sent money to his ex-attorney, Michael Cohen, the disgraced attorney who served three years in the federal prison for doing shady things, not Donald Trump. And he states that uh, Michael Cohen, obviously, has stated that he paid Stormy Daniels through the Trump organization, and he labeled those charges as legal fees. Now, the state of New York said originally this was a misdemeanor, and they weren't going to pursue. Now they've pun intended, as I said on yesterday's show, they've trumped up these charges to say that it's a felony to falsify this, to cover up a crime that could carry a prison sentence of up to four years. To that, I say baloney. I'll believe it when I see it. To prove that this was to cover up a crime. What was the crime exactly against Stormy Daniels? That's the question that I want to answer right now for you. So Stormy Daniels had an alleged affair all the way back, I believe it was in 2006, 2007. Hold on, let me find it. 2006. And according to Daniels, whose real name is Stephanie Clifford, by the way, uh, Stephanie stated that I guess they met at this golf outing. After they met at the golf outing, they went back, they slept together and uh, said that he was pretty uh, arrogant about it. But she said that it was just sex once at the Lake Tahoe hotel room. And apparently Trump claims or Stephanie claims that there's a non-disclosure agreement. So Daniels filed a, a lawsuit to have this NDA invalidated 
claiming that Trump never signed the agreement and therefore it was not legally binding. Let's think about that statement just for a minute. If Trump is going to put an NDA to silence somebody that he slept with, don't you think he's going to sign it? And then it's enforceable. And if Trump doesn't sign it, then that to me sounds like a questionable NDA. Now, I've had non-disclosure agreements before. And when I need a non-disclosure agreement, I always sign it. It's a legal document. We wouldn't even be here if that was the case. So that's the first document that's going to surely be um, one that I think is not going to stand the test of scrutiny in the courts. The next part that I don't think is going to stand the scrutiny is the sexual assault charge that she's basically said that Trump has sexually assaulted. So in the Lake Tahoe account, there's no uh, sexual assault in that. Uh, it sounded like they met, it was consensual, and it was over. I would like to see where this evidence is going to be, where the quote from Stephanie who says he didn't seem worried about it. He was kind of arrogant about being told to keep quiet about the alleged night together. Does that sound like somebody who was sexually assaulted? Just asking, you know, I, I don't think that that is going to stand. And so if she wasn't sexually assaulted, then what's the crime? He paid $180,000 or $130,000, I'm sorry, in order to tell her to shut her mouth. That doesn't seem like that is the worst crime in the world, $130,000. So it's not to cover up a crime. There was no crime committed there, unless you're saying that the crime is not being monogamous. Or if there's some obscure New York law that I'm unaware of that would create that as a crime. Now, the second part is inappropriately putting your uh, fees to a wrong cause, saying it's a legal fee. Well, I don't know how Trump does his taxes, and there's been a lot of talk about that over the years, but my guess would be this. My guess is going to be that you're going to investigate all this, and Trump's going to say, well, it was a legal fee. I have used my lawyer to do this. Um, this is a witch hunt. They're after Trump again. And I think that once all that is out in the open, I don't think that this charge stands the scrutiny of a felony charge. I think that eventually we're going to have to see a dismissal of the charges on the grounds that Trump has currently denied the affair. Trump has accused Stephanie Daniels of extortion of these funds, but paid just because he had his political career in the helm. And Trump is going to continue to say, this is the war against Donald Trump. Now, to those that are uh, wondering what's going to happen today, if he, if he gets arrested or has been arrested, well, just like anybody else that's arrested, he'll go in, he'll get fingerprinted, he'll have a mugshot taken, and you're going to appear at that point in time for arraignment in court. After that, it's not a crime that they're going to say, oh, well, we, we have to deny him bail. Nope. He's going to just head back down to Florida after that or stay the night in New York City. It's going to be a, a very brief and quick thing for Trump. Uh, I don't think that we're going to see a long, drawn-out issue. The problem with this here is this is just emboldening Donald Trump and the kind of same message that he's had for the last almost eight years of his political career. That's all that this is going to do. It's going to make him like a, a, a Superman. But I'm wondering why these charges? 
I'm wondering why, why now? And there's part of me that just theorizes here that could these charges, could this desperation be coming from something where Trump's like, you know what, whatever. DeSantis will end up becoming the nominee, and this will push people over to him, which is why when Ron DeSantis was asked about it, he really didn't want to comment about it. He didn't want to talk about it whatsoever, said that's kind of Trump's business. He was going to leave that to Donald Trump. He took the high road. I think that's interesting because this is going to do one of two things. It's either going to launch Donald Trump's campaign back into the stratosphere or Donald Trump's just going to continue to get buried after Georgia and possibly uh, whatever the J6 uh, grand jury decides they want to do. And we're going to see uh, Ron DeSantis as the front runner in the election process. To the people on the left that are celebrating today, you're an idiot. You're literally a moron for celebrating a president being <laughs> arrested if that's what's happened at this point in time. All right. If if what you're doing is out there like we finally got them. Yay, justice is finally being served. You better look at the actual charges and then you better take a good long look in the mirror because I'm sick and tired of a year ago on March 31st, 2022, the DNC and Hillary Clinton campaign agreed to the Steele dossier funding fine, meaning Hillary Clinton illegally used campaign funds. The Democratic National Committee illegally used campaign funds in order to create a fake document to smear their political opponent. So you tell me, if you want to celebrate Donald Trump getting arrested today, how do you turn a blind eye? I still talk to people all the time that go, oh, the Steele dossier, that's, that, that's true. They've never done their homework and learned that the Clinton campaign agreed to a civil penalty and the DNC, that they admitted to what they've done. In case you forgot, the Steele dossier was that report that was compiled by uh, uh, Christopher Steele. Well, that was financed by the DNC. Clinton's campaign was in on it, had very salacious allegations about golden showers in Russia and Donald Trump, and began the allegations about the ties between the Trump campaign and Russia. Now, the FBI has invested significant resources attempting to prove the dossier, and they relied substantially on it in order to obtain their surveillance warrants targeting Trump campaign aide Carter Page. But since that time, all the people that were put under investigation we now know was false because the dossier has been discredited. We now know that it was unsupported. It was unproven rumors. There was nothing to it. It was a financed kill shot that tried to take Donald Trump out. This is ridiculous. The fact that there are people on the left right now talking about Trump going to jail and not one person, you hypocrite, is sitting there saying, well, the Democratic National Committee... Uh, those that worked at the highest levels there and Hillary Clinton that knew of this, if you believe that Trump should be in jail, then all of them should be in jail as well. I rest my case on that one. Now, when we get to Georgia, when we get to Trump saying, I need 11,000 more votes, I don't know. That sounds a little bit like election tampering as far as what he wants, but what else did he do in order to try to force it? If it's just words, is that tampering? 
if no one followed through, is it tampering or is it an ask in desperation? I think there's more evidence in Georgia of an actual crime than one in New York. And that's one that's going to have to be settled here in the coming probably months. I think we'll, we'll hear about whether that grand jury is going to push forward. But I think that even that case, I think it's foolish because I think, again, we're just creating a political opponent and politicizing the courts in order to try to take Donald Trump out. And I think it's going to backfire. Once again, January 6th, it's going to backfire. This is going to make sure that Donald Trump is doing extremely well, I think, in the 2024 election. Now, if you are uh, somebody who is Team Trump, a MAGA Republican, then you can celebrate likely today because this is the beginning of a kickoff of a brilliant campaign that will certainly be capitalized. If you're a Republican that isn't really sold on Donald Trump, but you're more conservative leaning, this is a sad day. It's a sad day because it's unprecedented for a president to be charged with a crime, to be arrested, to have a mugshot taken. And you can be sad that this person will likely be the nominee and candidate for president unless something major changes here in the coming months leading up to August 2023. I'm going to take a break here. When I get back, I got a crazy story, a couple crazy stories, but one about what we're doing with mosquitoes that's going to raise, uh, I think, a few uh, eyebrows of my listeners and whether or not we're going to mess with fertility in males soon. Everybody, you're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Be right back. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. AmericaOutloud.com, seven amazing years. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe. Air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. 
Welcome back. Bold American second half of the show. We're wrapped up talking about Donald Trump. I really don't want to talk about him anymore in this second half. So that's the last time I say his name, hopefully for the rest of this podcast until maybe tomorrow. We'll see what ends up happening. <laughs> Got to see how this thing all shakes out as the day progresses today. Um, as of the recording, there have been no charges pressed yet. No arrest made yet. That does not mean that as you're listening to this, that's not old news. So there's some other stories that I'm wondering what happened to. As we talk about the financial collapse of all these different banks, does anybody remember Sam Bankman-Fried? You know, the, the guy who was part of Alameda Research, the crypto guy, <laughs> everything went under. He tried to withdraw a ton of money on his little island. And finally, they were like, wait a minute, you just withdrew everything. Well, apparently, while he's been out on bail, he started using Signal, which is an app that allows for uh, this end-to-end -end encrypted messaging services. And he was contacting former FTX and Alameda colleagues. And the courts are not happy about this. And so they have been uh, telling him that they forbade those type of apps from being used while he's out on bail. And they've now threatened to revoke his bail privileges because he's acted out of order. And apparently, as everybody's been so focused on all these other things, uh, they're trying to renegotiate his bail conditions. And that's been going on since March 18th. But you wouldn't know that if you didn't listen to the show right now. Uh, you would only know that if you were going out there trying to find this information. Now, Sam Bankman-Fried, he still says that he's completely innocent regarding the misappropriation of billions of dollars, but he's facing right now 115 years of jail time with the eight counts that are against him. Why does this matter? Well, there's fallout from Sam Bankman-Fried and YouTube as well. There were people on YouTube that were giving financial advice, uh, telling individuals to invest in FTX. Guess what? They're being sued now as well. Now, that's an interesting lawsuit because I don't think that that's going to go too far because uh, it's just financial advice. That <laughs> unless it can be proven that Sam Bankman-Freud had uh, ramped up some type of effort in order to make those YouTube channels, I don't see those people getting in trouble. But still interesting that people are trying to go after any place they can to get back some of their money that they lost. Uh, you probably remember I told you as a Voyager customer, when that went belly up, I lost a ton of money. Uh, Voyager is now uh, been taken over and I'm waiting to see what type of fractional reserve I get back from the buyout. I should get some of my crypto back, but I have no idea how much I'm actually going to receive. Uh, so I'm eagerly awaiting that buyout. I'm eagerly awaiting to see if my portfolio comes back in any way, shape or form. Although just looking at it, doing this episode, I don't have much money left in there. It's all collapsed for the most part from what I can see. Right before the break, I told you about a story that really concerns me. It's a story that appeared uh, in uh, the USA Today uh, a while back. Um, actually, it wasn't the USA Today. I'm sorry. Scratch that. It appeared from the University of California, Riverside. Uh, new research makes it likely that proteins responsible for activating mosquito sperm can be shut down, preventing them from swimming to or fertilizing eggs. Now, the reason why I was uh, 
stating about the USA Today, got a little confused in my show notes there. USA Today had ran a story back in 2017 that stated that if mosquitoes were to all be eradicated, they no longer existed in our food chain, uh, that we would be okay, that the birds would still find other insects to eat, uh, that mosquitoes were not necessary, that most likely our entire food chain would not collapse simply with the removal of mosquitoes as an insect. So what could the harm be in UC Riverside figuring out uh, which proteins are responsible for activating mosquito sperm? Well, if they can shut down the sperm and prevent that sperm from swimming or fertilizing eggs, then it is a realistic expectation to think that the reproductive uh, side of mosquitoes would end and we'd have less and less mosquitoes until we've eradicated them out of existence. So without these proteins, they basically just said the sperm will degrade and that would be the end of it. Uh, the insect would continue to live its life, uh, but they would not be able to reproduce. To do this, they worked with uh, graduate and undergraduate students and they isolated up to as many as 200 male mosquitoes from a larger population of mosquitoes. Then they extracted sperm from the tiny reproductive tracts for mass spectrometry equipment and they identified the proteins. Are you seeing where this could be used in other ways? If, if you're not, if you're, if you're not thinking to yourself, huh, could you turn off the protein in other sperm in other types of animals or mammals, then you're not making the next connection. Now, certainly that might be more complex, but the article from this California school goes into that uh, Cartolo, one of the people that's in charge of this, said that mosquitoes are the deadliest animals on earth, but as much as people hate them, most ecologists would oppose a plan to completely eradicate them. They play an important role in the food chain for fish and other animals. Well, what would Cardillo want with this? Well, I'll just go a couple more paragraphs down. Cardillo has long studied mammalian sperm in the hopes of developing a male contraceptive. Bing, 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 bing. We've got the answer. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. This guy is searching for a way to prevent unwanted pregnancies, as he puts it. However, he says that it's an effort to help couples conceive as well, because if you understand the proteins, then you could understand better sperm. I'm not buying it whatsoever. This is, uh, we've seen human fertility rates. They've been dropping and dropping for years on end, mostly due to environmental factors and the changing attitudes towards reproduction in society. This here could be something that completely wipes out us as human beings, put into the wrong hands. This could be a runaway system of proteins where all of a sudden we are unable to reproduce. What we do to the mosquitoes is likely what they want to do to us. I'm going to ask, which guys are signing up to try this to make sure they don't have children? Are you going to sign up for it? I'm not signing up for this. I don't want this anywhere near me, my children, or any other humans. Because once it's a protein, 
then we know proteins can make it into our food system. And what are they telling us right now in order to eat? That's right, insects. Connect the dots, la la la. Well, we're just connecting those dots today, ladies and gentlemen, because this might be one of the most dangerous stories. And I thank my listener for sending this into me so that way I would see the information to be able to cover it. I was kind of shocked when I saw it, and I'm guessing I probably put two and two together the way that they hoped that I would put two and two together, which is the simple fact that they're trying to stop people from having children. That is the goal. Then you look at people that have stated that we have overpopulated the world, that global population is a threat to global warming, a threat to humanity. Well, if we could stop the sperm from being able to fertilize an egg, that would certainly do a number on our global numbers of humanity. Certainly, that would be just what they might need. How would we deliver those proteins to people? Maybe through foods, maybe through shots. Uh, it stands to be uh, talked about and thought about. Speaking of how we would deliver news to people, I am working on a story right now about LabCorp and Quest Labs. I have a phone call into both of them because I'm filing this under color me a skeptic at the present moment. That stated, we're going to follow this one up for what it's worth. There are Ohio residents in East Palestine who are trying to get dioxin testing and their primary care providers are writing a script for it. They then go to LabCorp for the dioxin testing and Quest Labs, and they're being told that LabCorp and Quest is no longer doing the dioxin testing. So they can't figure out whether or not they were poisoned. They can't get the data in order to prove it. Now, dioxins are chemicals that would be released by what this train has overturned. And so the labs would test for these poisons. It could be anything like metals in your body. Sometimes they'll test for uh, narcotics, anything that's not part of your regular blood system of red blood cells, white blood cells. So they've been testing for the auxins for a long time. Why are they being shut down? Why are they not being tested? Well, lo and behold, I went to find out who is putting the most amount of money into LabCorp and Quest Labs. Well, shockingly, they are controlled by two financial groups, BlackRock and Vanguard. Now, BlackRock and Vanguard would also make Norfolk Southern the third largest investor in these labs based upon their amount of money. Huh, you wouldn't want, if you've just had a huge spill, you wouldn't want to be able to say, hey, look at that. I have this as a problem in my bloodstream. This is very, very interesting. Now, the Center for Disease Control, they also do dioxin testing. So if this is true, then what I believe is people need to start contacting the CDC in East Palestine. That's your professional advice from the America Emboldened show, straight from Greg Bolden's mouth. If you're having trouble with, with LabCorp, if you're having trouble with Quest, go contact the CDC, get your state reps involved immediately. Uh, there are also reference labs at the Mayo Clinic. There's other places where you can get these types of tests. So do whatever you got to do in order to be able to get that done. I think it's very important. We have not heard the end of East Palestine, 
But if you're paying attention to all these stories that keep bombarding the headlines, they're trying to bury this thing. It's becoming yesterday's news very quickly. Which leads me to what is today's news? Well, if you're not paying attention, President Xi and Putin, well, they met and they called each other great friends, that they have similar goals. Oh my, can you imagine that when Trump was in office, Jared Kushner brought together peace in the Middle East, and we had uh, weakened, in a lot of ways, trade in China, putting tariffs and making America stronger. The economy was doing well. Again, I believe giving credit where credit's due when it's necessary. Under Joe Biden's presidency, we've sided with Ukraine over the invasion of uh, Ukraine from Russia, which I have no problem with siding with somebody when there's an aggressor taking your land. That all stated, we have created an alliance between China and Russia. This isn't good for the United States and for our goal in order to lead the conversation on economics. The United States is falling behind. And I said just a few weeks ago, China had called for a peace deal between Russia and between the United, uh, United States. You might as well just say that, Freudian slip, between Russia and the Ukraine. Well, the National Security Council spokesman, John Kirby, came out on Fox News on Sunday and said that he's saying that any type of peace deal for a ceasefire that comes out from China is unacceptable to the Ukraine. Let's stop that statement for just a quick second. Ukraine. Balls in your court. What do you want to do? Why are we telling the Ukraine what is an acceptable deal and what is an unacceptable deal? Is it because we've bought our way into the Ukraine with billions of dollars? The United States, if the Ukraine is a sovereign nation, if we are truly respecting that they're a sovereign nation, what the hell are we doing saying that, nope, we're not going to give into a, a, a ceasefire? We should be the country that's standing up trying to get a ceasefire. We should be the country, the United States, trying to bring freedom to the world for both sides to have what they need. We should be at the table. Instead, now it's China that's doing so. And we just had China, Iran, and Russia holding joint naval exercises. This is not good. America, you are losing your superpower status. Anybody that doesn't believe that has their head in a place that's very dark. Now, John Kirby uh, says that the reason why he doesn't want a ceasefire is because he believes that it would just mean that Russia gets to retain any of the territories that they, they took. That's not what a ceasefire means, John Kirby. What a ceasefire would need to mean is they agree upon multiple terms. Why don't we tell Ukraine... If part of the terms of a ceasefire is, hey, you need to go back and respect the borders that we had before last year, then that's what they should respect. And China should try to broker that. If they're not willing to, I think it's very clear that China needs to hear Ukraine's voice as well. That They need to hear both sides. It can't be one-sided. I think that that's possible. I don't believe the propaganda that Americans are being sold in this conversation. I just don't. We should be trying to end the war. That's what our role should be. Instead, we have warmongers. We have people that are putting us into a dangerous situation, I think hoping for a world war. That's something that I want to pay attention to. 
And then last for today, I'll try to follow this up later this week as I get more information. Remember I told you that the Federal Reserve was testing with our six major banks regarding uh, central bank digital currency that they were doing testing to see how this whole thing would work out. Uh, an eagle-eyed listener sent me that the Federal Reserve is pegging July of 2023 to launch this system. <laughs> I didn't see it coming that quickly, but I thought it would be coming quick. If this is the case, then all of the banks that we have seen, I'm starting to wonder if this is not just a, a, uh, a ruse to consolidate everything to make it easier. So there's going to be a July launch. This was apparently a press release on March 15th that I completely missed with a FedNow service. The Federal Reserve announced that the FedNow service will start operating in July and they provided details on March 15th of that launch. They said the first week of April, the Federal Reserve will begin the formal certification of participation for launch of service. Early adopters will complete a customer testing and certification program. This must mean that what they did with Bank of America, Chase, all these other banks, Discover, it went extremely well. So they'll be able to now send live transactions through the system. This also means what other people have told me that they've already backed up everything from all these banks onto the system to make for a seamless launch to having no physical currency in your hands. Ladies and gentlemen, it's coming. It's coming very quickly. If you're not paying attention to the signs, I suggest you wake up immediately and get yourself in your community prepared for what's going to end up happening. They're saying that the FedNow service will launch with a robust set of core clearing and settlement functionality and value-added features. And then they'll have more features enhancements that added in future releases to continue supporting safety, resiliency, and innovation in the industry as the FedNow network expands in the coming years. So we can now say that 2023 will be instant payments through a central digital currency. Get ready, ladies and gentlemen. Hope I honored your time well. Hope I've given you some uh, good topics of thought today. I'll be back doing it all again tomorrow. You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden here on the America Out Loud Network.